0: Alex, it sure was nice for you to put your laundry on hold so we could record today's podcast. Thank you for being ever so gracious. And by put on hold, I mean, wait until <laughs> the washer was done spinning because you didn't know it could pause. I don't do laundry much. Thank you. Much, my you wife. mean ever?
1: Well, no, no, I do sometimes, but like, if it's on like that final spin cycle, you're not going to go pause it. It needs to finish spinning. <laughs> Like, if it was washing or something, I guess maybe I could justify it. But it was like, set on heavy duty. It's doing all the clicks and clacks and wickety whacks. And it just, I, we just had to wait for it to finish. So thank you for your patience. Uh, by the way, this episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos is brought to you by man. Nope, oh, nope, they're not. They're they're gone. That was last year. Uh, we're brought to you by the, the Sack of Sheet. It's live. It's on our website. You can go to the fantasyfootballsaccos.com. It's available $8 this week. Next week, it's going to be more. It goes up a dollar every week until draft season starts. It is by far and away the best place to, for you to prepare for your draft. It You can learn everything you need to know about your draft in under two hours. You listen to us for like an hour on this thing going forward. Go and just prepare using the sack of sheet. We have over 150 player videos, we have tiered rankings, we have positional rankings, we have overall rankings, it's fantastic, individual player videos that are linked to a YouTube page that you can only see if you have the sack of sheet, so you should go get it.
0: Yeah, what Alex said. Maybe this time I won't forget to roll the intro. (laughs) One can hope. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos. That's right. If you haven't gotten the Sacko sheet yet, you need to go out and get it right freaking now. Uh, It is everything that Alex said and more. Uh, We have put probably 90 days plus into... Uh, putting together all of our rankings for this year. Uh, We are still making tweaks to that. If you purchase the Sacco sheet uh, at any point, we will send you out or send out the final version of the Sacco sheet to you at the end of this month. So that way you have the very latest and greatest version prior to your drafts. Also, we will be giving away a free lifetime Free for life. Sacco sheets. Does that, hold on. Does that
1: mean we have to keep doing this? Yes, I thought this it does. was the last. I thought this was the last year. <laughs> no,
0: no, no, no. Damn it. You're stuck with me, girlfriend. You didn't we didn't even talk about this beforehand. <laughs> I know. I didn't even get to pitch it to you. If you purchase Any and anybody that already has, if you purchase the Sacco sheet prior to recording next week's videos, which we will do on the twenty second, if you record or if you purchase the Sacco sheet by Monday, August twenty second at seven p.m. Eastern, then we you will automatically be entered for a free lifetime subscription to the sacco sheet you also probably have to follow us on youtube so if you have purchased the sacco sheet make sure you go to our youtube follow us there but yeah that's uh that's something i had up my sleeve uh free lifetime giveaway for the sacco sheet it's awesome and we're going to keep on doing it be a sheet head
1: it's easy just go to our website the fantasyfootballsackups.com. it's pretty you can't miss it it's uh it's right there so uh be become a sheethead and uh it's it's really great content uh, we hope you check it out but for today what we're chatting about is some uh, sleepers i guess or guys that were higher on a little bit than the consensus uh, however you'd like to kind of look at it we're we're talking about players that we like versus well, it's not even people that that other people don't like. It's just that we haven't, you know, either talked about all that much or wanted to highlight a little bit. But before we get there, Jason, I know you want to talk a little bit about the preseason games uh, over this over this weekend. Um, uh, so you love you love yourself. I some, I uh, Pittsburgh wide receiver, yes. and I, I I want to make sure that you get it out in the open. I appreciate and that. Pro- Professor, love for another. Uh, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who um, apparently Chase Claypool isn't your boy anymore.
0: Chase Claypool, not not so much. We, uh, we might be breaking up. Um, yes, this is the only player that I want to talk about because the rest, I think, are sleepers that I'm going to chat about. But uh, holy crap, George Pickens is a freaking man. Uh, <laughs> he looks like I don't he looks like if Randy Moss and Jerry Rice had a baby with the attitude oh my God. with the attitude of like Heinz Ward and Steve Smith. Like the run blocking is awesome. He went kind of up over top, outran a dude to the corner of the end zone. Excellent toe tap touchdown. Uh he is gonna be a beast. He's already listed as a starter um in that offense. I think. Deontay Johnson will be long gone after this year because the Steelers kind of groom wide receivers. Don't pay him and let him move on and let the youngins move up. And I think that is exactly what's going to happen to Pickens. So he's going to kind of compete for some back end targets this year. But holy crap, next year, especially if Deontay is gone. Look out. No,
1: they, they re-signed Deontay. To, a, to an extension. I think it was three years for like 50 million bucks. Um, so if anything, they'd probably let Claypool go. Um, I think that you comparing him to three different or four different Hall of Famers uh, in the span of uh, 20 seconds there, I think it was a little bit exuberant. You're right. But I, I, <clears throat> but I, I, appreci- I, I appreciate your passion.
0: Uh, I missed. I did miss the uh, the Deontay resigning. That that takes a little wind out of my sails. But yeah, hopefully so, Claypool's been a letdown though, right? Well, at least last uh, I year. I mean, a
1: little bit. He yeah, he didn't do much last year. I think that so the Pittsburgh Steelers offense is like the youngest in football. So I don't think they have an offensive lineman over twenty six.
0: You talk about all their skill position players. They probably don't. None have an of offensive them are all lineman. that old. They probably don't have yeah, an yeah. offensive lineman rated over 26 in Madden. You know, like that offensive line wow. is that's that's, that's rough. a potential problem.
1: But again, as they we've been chatting lot, about, the issue is the quarterback. So if they find a quarterback, all those skilled guys can can excel. But um, for that reason, you have to like after I, he hey, all their quarterbacks did fine uh, this past weekend, uh, Biscuit. Rudolph and Pickens. So, um, Pickett, yeah, they're Pickett. Sorry,
0: Pickett, same, same, get Pick to Pickens.
1: Same. Yeah, that's tough. I don't like that at all. Do you uh, think there's so, a good pee pee joke in there? No,
0: <laughs> okay, never mind. I'd, I'd, I would just leave. I,
1: I don't, I it's low hanging fruit,
0: yeah, real low for the.
1: F- f- they're not even that old. All right, so what about? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. Okay. All right, we're gonna reel that in. <laughs> <laughs> Pun not intended. <laughs> All right. We are talking sleepers today, guys. (laughs) George Pickens is a fine end of your draft pickup if you want to snag him in the last round. Uh, That's probably where he's going to be going unless he continues to show out all preseason. But he's a great double-digit pickup. Man. All right. Uh, I'm going to start. We are 10 minutes in and we haven't talked about a single damn person yet. Yeah, we
1: both cried, so we're doing okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The first person, we can argue about what a sleeper is. For me, I'm just talking about dudes that I think should be drafted substantially higher than where they are currently going in ADP. And I'm going to start with, uh, we're we're going in order of ADP. So the lower ADP guys, or I guess, I don't know, lower, higher, depending on the way you look at it. The guys being drafted closer to the first round are who we're going to talk about first, and then the deeper sleepers at the end of the podcast. I am going to start off. Uh, with saquon barkley saquon barkley is currently going as the 12th running back off the board which is bananas to me um he's going at the late in the late second round uh since the preseason game over the weekend he's now actually seeing his adp rise to 19th which is the middle of the second why well Because of that preseason game, Uh, Brian Dable, the new coach of the Giants, has pledged to get him the ball in space. And that's what he said he was going to do over the offseason. And he delivered in the first preseason game. Saquon played on the first drive with the Giants uh, with the starters. Uh, The starters only saw 12 snaps on that first drive. Uh, Saquon had touches on five of those snaps. One was a target in the red zone better yet. He ran routes on seven of those 12 plays. Yeah, that's great. Seven of the 12 plays, uh, his rookie season. He had 2000, more than 2000, all purpose yards. um, He's back to rookie form for me. I really think that he has a chance to blow past the 11 running backs you know that are being drafted in front of him and finish as a top six running back easily, easily um, if he can stay healthy. Uh, he said it himself that last season he didn't feel like himself. he didn't really trust the leg. This season he does. <clears throat> We're seeing the usage. We're gonna see a lot better offense. Uh, now that the judge experience is over, they've reinvested into their offensive line. It already looks head and shoulders above where last year was, uh, even in just one freaking drive. I think if Danny Jones can just be average, just be a top 20 quarterback. OK, Like I I'm think not asking I'm not asking for the world here. I'm just asking to, like, take what the defense gives you. Get the occasional, convert the occasional, scramble for a first down. That's it. Check it down. And check it down to Saquon. Saquon easily is a top 10 running back, if not a top six, top five. Like he is going in the middle of the second round. He is the only reason. Like, if I'm in the middle of the first and I'm looking at Justin Jefferson, you better believe I am hoping and praying that Saquon is there in the second round on the wraparound. But he I don't really think he should be. I think saquon should probably end up going at the turn of the first round
1: yeah it's fun because i think a lot of these guys that we're going to talk about today actually are having their adps continually increase especially now that there's preseason season games going on or there's reports out of camp or people are showing that they're actually healthy uh so i i feel like saquon is, is a perfect example of that
0: yeah i completely agree um I don't know. I just I'm really excited really for all of these guys. And um, I think Saquon has the the best chance to outperform his ADP um, than a lot of these other guys. But as I ended there on Saquon, I do want to just mention before I get into the rest of my running back sleepers, two guys that I did not mention or don't mention. And they're being drafted right around where Saquon are are. Uh, Zeke and Leonard Fournette, they're both going in about the same place. I think that there yeah. are definitely avenues where both of them finish as RB1s as well, and they're not being drafted as RB1s right now.
1: Yeah, that's great value <coughs> right at the end of the second. Like, and obviously you want to pick at the beginning of the first round, but the value at the, at the end of the second round, early third, I feel like we talk about it every year. Like there's so much value there and yeah. it doesn't seem like there's a ton of value at the beginning of the second round. Cause you're looking around you're like, Oh, I kind of have to take these guys. So it's uh, to, to your point, and, you know, you can see here all that on the sack of sheet. You can go on our YouTube page. We'd love if you subscribed. Uh, we have a bunch of short videos on all three of the guys that Jason just mentioned uh, J- to do Jason's talking about running backs. I'm kind of doing the opposite and, and mentioning wide receivers. Uh, a couple guys that I'm not going to talk about all that much. Uh, one is Juju Smith Schuster, who started this weekend against the Bears. Uh, he's currently going as pick 73, as wide receiver 31 on sleeper. We have him as wide receiver 16. Uh, so we just think that there's going to be a Kansas City running back. The only way Mahomes is going to be a top five quarterback and throw for 4,500 yards is if there's some wide receiver that goes off. And we've already talked about Juju Smith-Schuster on the Wide Receiver 2's podcast. So if you've not listened to that, go back and check it out for more information. The other guy that I wanted to bring up that we're also very high on that we're not going to cover in all that much detail today is Michael Thomas. So, he is healthy. By all indications coming out of camp, he looks like he's back to his form from 2019, when he was the overall number one wide receiver in fantasy. He's currently going as wide receiver 28 at pick 70. We have him at wide receiver 7. Obviously we're way higher on him, but He's going in the sixth round. Right. I mean, that that doesn't make any sense. Where are you drafting him?
0: We have him ranked as wide receiver seven, but you do not have to draft him there. Where are you drafting him? What round are you pulling the trigger? The third? I'm not letting him get past round five. Okay. But will you draft him in the, like what? That's not where you're not going to let him get past. Where are you actually going to take him? Are you going to take him in the fourth?
1: I I think you can justify the fourth round. Okay. Especially if he gets out there, and if if he so he didn't play this week, I
0: don't think he plays uh, at in, all.
1: I would be surprised if they do play him, but if he, he actually goes out and plays, in he the might second play preseason game.
0: in the third ple- in the third preseason game. He might play like the first drive, and that would be about it. I yeah, would be I shocked mean if he played more,
1: especially with only three preseason games, I wouldn't be surprised to see them trot him out there this week and then not play him in the third one I don't know anyway when when he was the overall wide receiver one he had double digit targets in every single game except for four of them and those four games that he didn't have double digit targets he had he had nine nine eight and seven like it's still the same offense different characters around him different quarterback but he's going to absorb all those targets. So he's a guy, his, his ADP is going to continue to go up. Um, definitely somebody that we're going to be keeping our eye on as far as that goes. All right. Other wide receivers that we've not previously talked about on other pods that that I wanted to bring up. One is Allen Robinson. Uh, he's currently going as pick 58 in the, at the end of round five. And he, as every basically offensive player does goes to Chicago and, and died. At least last year. He was productive the first couple seasons in you know Chicago. wide receiver We're, won
0: the first couple years.
1: Yeah, and we had him ranked as such last year, and, and him and Nagy didn't get along, and it, yeah, it went terribly. Yeah. And the Rams threw the eighth most passes in football last year. Allen Robinson's a Ram now. No more Robert Woods. Odell Beckham Jr. is not there. Uh, Robert Woods had four receiving touchdowns in nine weeks. Odell had five touchdowns in eight weeks. So if you give Allen Robinson the nine touchdowns, over a hundred targets, it's going to almost be impossible for him to not finish as a wide receiver too.
0: I uh, I don't have anything bad to say. I think it's a shame what the Bears did to the guy and. For him to want to leave town like that. Uh Alan Robinson has been really freaking fun to watch in camp. That's all I'll say. Like he has been making crazy catch after crazy catch. He's been mossing dudes. Um him and Stafford both look like they already have a very good connection early on. Um, now that Stafford's throwing the ball again. Yes, right. Now that his throwing elbow is less sore. Um, but yeah, A Rob. To me is a surefire wide receiver two woods esque, you know, production is kind of what I expect, if not better. So I'm I'm really hyped to see what Robinson's gonna do this year.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to get him higher, but I think when you look at it, like I, I think he's going to end up climbing in our rankings. We did not have him ranked as a wide receiver two uh during our, our rankings, uh, we have him at 28, which is just probably a smidge too low. And I think we'll end up getting him <laughs> a little bit high. higher um, in in our final SAC-O sheet. But he's he's a guy that, that I wanted to bring up just because, you know, it is possible that he's just as good a route runner as Cooper Cup is. Like those two guys operating on the outside the way that they're going to with Stafford slinging it all over is going to be great. Like yeah. if they want to focus on cup, they're going to throw to Robinson. If they want to focus on Robinson, they're going to throw to cup. And I, I was reading something too that like Allen Robinson's route running ability was just wasted in Chicago because like Fields is is a one read quarterback. And like if yeah. he doesn't think it's open, he's tucking it and running it. So it's
0: uh, yeah, I, I just think he's going to finish his wide receiver too. Completely agree. On to my next running back. Uh, I'm going to start moving on down the rounds. And my next running back is Rashad Penny. Uh, He is currently going in the middle of the eighth round, 91st overall. Um, Fantastic value. That's freaking crazy value is what it is. Penny finished the last five weeks as the overall RB1. RB1 overall in fantasy. Last season, uh, he averaged just over 18 carries a game and 130 plus rushing yards over that five game stretch. Um, you know they drafted Kenneth Walker the third. He's the Doak Walker, best college running back, unanimous All American. Um, they reached up to get him. He will be. That's, that's the only concern that you should have about Penny. He will be at some point. I think the Seahawks starting running back, but honestly, I don't think it's going to be some point this year. Um, Rashad Penny is on a one-year, almost $6 million deal. Chris Carson retired. Um, if you think back to just a few, three seasons ago, four seasons ago, when Rashad Penny was drafted in the first round, let me let me remind you, he is a first-round talent. When he was drafted in the first round, Pete Carroll did not hand The job over to Rashad Penny He made Rashad Penny earn that And honestly he couldn't Chris Carson didn't let go Rashad Penny really only got in After Carson who is a violent Runner got injured Um, So and when Carson Came back it was kind of a split and then Penny got hurt and then it was Carson's gig And it's been Carson's job Quite honestly when he's been healthy Last year he had the neck Fusion surgery Out indefinitely at the end of last season, um, thankfully had a yeah, thankfully retired. Um, so if you're going to lose a running back of Chris Carson's caliber, you need somebody behind Penny who has had his own injury issues. Hello. Uh, Kenneth Walker, the third, you know, it's, it's an easy fill, easy need for them. Um, I just, I really don't think that Walker is going to be able to stay on the field, especially in passing situations. Uh, Rookies are just notorious for being slow to pick up pass coverages um, in order to stay on the field. And so because of that, I think Penny, at at a minimum, will have third down duties. But again, I think to start the season, it's really going to be his job to lose. And he's shown that he has the ability to be an outstanding running back and In the middle of the eighth round to get a potential RB one, you could do so much worse than that. So
1: yeah, I find it really interesting that Kenneth Walker is going uh, pick seventy four, and Penny's going at ninety one.
0: I'm taking Penny over that head and shoulders. I'm drafting Penny uh, ahead of Kenneth Walker. And and what the only thing I'm going to add before you give your take. Is that if there no is a take. single coach in this league That gives more BS coach speak It is Pete Carroll He is going to say X, Y, and Z about Kenneth Walker It's all freaking noise It is all noise Until week one comes And Kenneth Walker starts Or has the majority snap share It's Penny's job And I so agree. I'm, I'm taking Penny everywhere I have so many shares of him um, I think you can do a lot worse than Rashad Penny in the middle rounds of your drafts. Yeah, and I'm I would not uh, say you should take
1: both of them, but the the value on Penny's so good, yeah, that maybe maybe you could almost justify. I mean, you're going to get a starting running back on a team that's going to run the ball a ton that doesn't have a great quarterback, and so. They're going to run the ball, they're going to play action off of it, and then they're going to throw bombs to DK and and lock it. Yeah. All right, back on to wide receivers. Speaking of the aforementioned Chicago Bears, Darnell Mooney uh, is currently going at the end of round six uh, at pick 72. I made mention that Allen Robinson came to Chicago and died. Um, So here I am talking about Mooney. He uh, is great friends with Justin Fields. They worked out all offseason together. He had a really nice catch in the preseason game, back shoulder throw, uh, right on the numbers. Even with the quarterback turmoil that was there last year on on just a horrific offensive team, Darnell Mooney had the 11th most targets in football last year. And that's wide receiver two value at worst if you're going to finish with the 11th most targets. Like, he had three games with 13 or more targets. He only had one game with less than five targets, which was Field's first game, where the Bears essentially had negative yardage against the Browns. So, he's a guy... He had 81 catches, just over 1,000 yards, four touchdowns. Um, He ended up as wide receiver 24 last year. I have a hard time thinking he would finish worse than that. Um, So a guy that we both like. We we root for him actively as Bears fans. But I think he's a wide receiver too. He kind of reminds me a lot of, of Brandon Cooks. He, he doesn't have the pedigree that Brandon Cooks did, but he's fast. He's a little on the smaller side. You don't think of him as like an elite wide receiver, but I think he's good. So end of round six value for a locked in wide receiver two is is fine. Pick, so you're 72 picks in. And you're getting a guy that we think is going to finish in the top 48, right? If you exclude quarterbacks, you exclude tight ends. Big 72, we're expecting him to be in the top 48 from a positional standpoint. That's pretty good value.
0: Yeah. um, I don't have a whole lot to add. I just think it's, you know, Darnell to the Mooney this season. Yikes. You didn't like that? Come on. I thought of that like... Two minutes ago. Well, I mean, it's better than the PP joke earlier, probably. <laughs> Not much better. Not much. Uh, no, I, I really do like Mooney. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see. Um, what does it gets and what he can do for uh, that offense coming over from Pittsburgh. He was the pass or not Pittsburgh green Bay. He was the passing game quarterbacks coach in green Bay. I think that he's going to have a nice little offense for the bears. Uh, Hopefully fields can start progressing through his reads.
1: Great, great point on the, on the Packers offense, which obviously force fed the ball to Devontae Adams who had, you know, he's basically averaged the most targets per game uh, over the last uh, two years so if you're gonna if you're gonna give me a Devonte adams uh, amount of targets which would basically lock him in as a top five target guy after having the 11th most last year okay
0: yep absolutely all right my next player is chase edmonds um Chase Edmonds is my bet to finish as the number one running back for the Miami Dolphins this season. I, think I was going to he- say, how many people do you think that are listening to this to be like, he's
1: still on the Cardinals, right? <laughs> or is he on the Raiders? Which guy is that? Who? Like, I feel like, like he's just a guy that uh, has kind of gotten lost in the shuffle a little bit.
0: He has. He has shuffled around a, a bit, um, but I think you can do a lot worse than Chase Edmonds. He's currently going in the late eighth round, just behind Penny, who we just got done talking about. Um, new coach Mike McDaniel is a is a Kyle Shanahan protege. He's. Uh, crafting his own rushing attack, similar to the one that he led in San Francisco. And I think that Chase Edmonds is really kind of perfect for that role. Um, Mostert is there, but the dude's over 30 and has like 1,600 yards in his eight-year injury-riddled career. Uh Did I really, say 1,600 injuries or yards? Yeah, yeah, 1,600 yards in eight years. So not, not one, eight. Uh, I really think that Edmonds is the guy that you want here. I think he's a value at his current ADP. And um, Mike McDaniel... That was kind of a. I don't know if you got to see anything, any highlights of their first preseason game. Uh, it was kind of a fun little offense to watch. They sand, they ran the same little tight end motion across their formation, and then did three different plays out of it, all on like the same drive. It was really cool to see. So it's going to be an interesting offense. They're going to create ways for their guys to get open. Um, Mike McDaniel, first year head coach for the Finns. Um, Again, Chase Edmonds starting running back in the eighth round, uh, that's, that's silly value uh, to me.
1: Yeah, especially, to, right, to your point, starting running back, that's also a staple of the, of the Shanahan offense is just motion and running plays off the motion and giving the same looks and then being completely different plays. And it's, it's hard, to, hard to game plan against and, and defend against. Uh, Edmonds has never really done anything like, I, I think that's probably the the one concern, right? I mean, he had his most yardage ever last year, which is surprising, right, for the, for the Cardinals. Uh, nearly 600 yards uh, is his, his is his largest rushing output. Um, he also had 43 catches, 53 catches the year before. So if they're going to use him out of the backfield a lot, especially as you have Waddle and Cheetah and Gasicki running down the field and they're going to be checking it down to Edmonds, I think there's a good amount of value there uh, from a receiving standpoint as well, uh, which you I feel like he didn't really see as part of the 49ers offense all that much. Was was uh, Mitchell or Mostert or whoever uh, was there running back at a given time, really catching the ball out of the backfield much, which is something that I think Edmonds brings a lot to the table on.
0: Yes, he does. Yes, he does. All right, who do you got?
1: Next guy that I have is somebody that I think we haven't talked about yet. He's suspended for six games. It's DeAndre Hopkins. He's currently going pick 79, which is in the middle of round seven. Uh, Michael Thomas is going at pick 69, which is nice. Um, Middle round seven, DeAndre Hopkins. Seems like a value, but then you got to sit on him for six weeks. You're grimacing.
0: I really don't like this as a sleeper. Like I I he's gonna sit on your bench. I mean, he's going behind would would you rather have DeAndre Hopkins or Juju?
1: I would rather have Juju Smith Schuster for the for the sixteen seventeen games, but I also know that Hopkins when he comes back is, is gonna be is going to be like a mid to high end wide receiver too, right?
0: I mean, maybe call of duty comes out in October. Kyler's going to stop studying and start playing video games again. And
1: then,
0: uh, you know, the production of that offense is traditionally when the, when
1: when Murray starts sucking and Cliff Kingsbury starts losing all the games. And
0: and then in that's like the first or second week in November is double XP weekend and so, like, the <laughs> offense is going to be trash. And that's, like, right when DeAndre comes back. So, now all jokes aside about Kyler. I think – I'm seriously just kidding about Kyler. I think he's an excellent NFL quarterback. And most of that just happens to be coincidence. Um, I, I – I, it's none of that for me. its It's simply just holding a dude on my bench, taking up a spot for six weeks. I will get really pissed if I go, like – Two and four in that stretch because I have to hold on a guy.
1: But then when he comes back, I mean, he finishes wide receiver 18 in points per (laughs) game last year.
0: Yeah. So so you're holding
1: on to a wide receiver two? That's true. But you're getting him in round seven. Like, it depends on what you're taking in (laughs) round seven as well. Because if you already have your two or three running backs and your two or three wide receivers, it's round seven. Like, you're drafting a backup anyway. So if you're going to be drafting a different backup, why wouldn't you just take DeAndre Hopkins, who's going to be a wide receiver too when he comes back? So if you look at it from that perspective... It's only if you can get him at that value. I would... That's fair. I wouldn't want to take him earlier than that because of the six game suspension. But from where he's currently going, I think that's really good value because I would rather take somebody DeAndre. that I can lock in as a wide receiver too than a random ass backup or like a, a crappy random running. Random ass receivers, random ass running backs. Like I just don't. <laughs> I I I think the value there's actually fair Bateman if you look at Hopkins. it from that
0: other perspective. Bateman or Hopkins?
1: Um, probably Hopkins. I
0: I just Oof. like.
1: How, I, I mean, don't know if I trust Lamar to throw to a, to a wide receiver. Se- I don't know.
0: I Gabriel Davis or Hopkins? I, Hopkins easily. Drake London or Hopkins? Uh, Hopkins. Okay, Gabriel Davis scored like five touchdowns in that playoff game.
1: I know, but I've been reading some stuff about Isaiah McKenzie and how like he's kind of taken on some of that Beasley role that's been vacated, um, and it wouldn't be at all surprising if you see McKenzie on the field more than Gabriel Davis.
0: All right, we'll see about that. Ellen Lazard or Hopkins. Well, I so that's the next guy that I
1: have on my list to talk about. If you'd like to segue into that, um,
0: that's hard. Why is it hard? Because Lazard is going in the triple digit ADP. Yeah, his ADP is one hundred and four,
1: middle of round nine. So two full rounds after Hopkins. So you think he and belongs it, in the
0: seventh? I think I think Lazard belongs in the seventh. That's what I'm asking. You do? Yeah. If okay. you
1: can get Aaron Rodgers f- number one wide receiver in, in, in round seven, like, yes, uh, like, yes. And the, yeah, there's some stuff. What is it? Daubs um, is, is the rookie uh, wide receiver up there Yeah, uh, from, uh, was it North Dakota state? Like, Somebody's it. This the the Packers situation is very similar to the Chiefs situation. Somebody's going to be really good. Is it one of like Marquez Valdez Scantling switches teams? Is it going to be um, Lazard? Is it going to be the rookie wide receivers they draft in the second round? I'm not sure anybody knows, but I know that Rodgers is comfortable with Lazard and said something effective. It's tough going from one Hall of Fame wide receiver to another. Tongue in cheek talking about Alan Lazard, who People still remember that Sunday night game from a couple of years ago against the Saints where he absolutely went off and then like destroyed his spleen or something like that and was out. Like Lazard, Wait, are you worried about Sammy
0: Watkins? Semi-Wapkins. Christian Watson is the receiver that went to ND State and that they drafted in the second round, but he's been on the PUP. He was activated from the PUP today. Uh, Romeo Dubs, or Dubs, I I, I wanted to say it was Dubs, but you got me all confused right now. Uh, Has been been the rookie standout for the Packers uh, who drafted him in the fourth round out of Nevada. So... um, But yes, uh, you know, I am biased in all of this. I went to Iowa State. I've, for three seasons, proclaimed Alan Lazard as a future Hall of Famer, uh, jokingly, very much We bet a million
1: dollars on it. It's on
0: video. It is. And unlike the cameo that I tried to pay Alan Lazard $50 for three years ago and he didn't do it. Yeah, I know. It's probably $150 today, but regardless, I think Lazard can play. I think he can play at a high level. Uh, He is not a Hall of Fame wide receiver like Aaron Rodgers joked uh, about switching from Devante to Alan Lazard. Um, But regardless, as the number one wide receiver in the Green Bay Packers offense, he is offering tremendous value in, in the triple digit picks.
1: Yeah, he had eight touchdowns on 60 targets and 40 catches last year. That's
0: silly. Silly. That's so, the thing. Is like they're going to have to pass to somebody in the red zone. They're going to give it to Rodgers, give him the ball in his hand, and let him pick who it's going to be. Devontae's not there. It's going to be a mixture of, for me, like Aaron Jones on something kind of shifty. Give, Alan give Lazard, yeah, gim Yeah, Allen Lazard or, honestly, Tunyon if they go big on big. So. Yep. And if they run it, yeah, then I, it's going to be Dylan. And keep in mind,
1: we have also joked about Devontae Adams being the best goal line running back in football. <laughs> like him, him not being there anymore and vacating 123 catches, 11 touchdowns, and 1,500 yards, it just screams Alan Lazard is going in the middle of round nine, which I think is way too low. And I, I think you should be putting him in, in that Hopkins range. Um, where, yeah, he's going to be there for all 17 games and Hopkins is only there for for 11 of them.
0: Yeah. Um, also, I feel bad for Packers when Aaron Rodgers finally does move on. He did say in his interview on part of my take that he'd have about three years left because, man, Jordan Love kind of looks kind of looks like trash uh, through a few really bad picks uh, did float a nice 33 yard touchdown to Romeo Dubs, though. So dibs. Um, yeah, that, that part of my take interview
1: was, was really fun because, um, I hate Aaron Rodgers just like big cat does. And, um, but it's hard to not like Rodgers, and we love when he fails in the playoffs. It, it was a good interview. You should check it out if you have.
0: Yes, you should. And I think my favorite part was when I don't even know what he was giving. He gave, Oh, he gave Rogers a bottle of scotch. And it was padded with paper and Rogers is like pulling out the paper and there's a card and he's like, Oh, is is there something on that paper? Big cat is. And it's literally folded up pictures of Shay McClellan breaking Rogers clavicle <laughs> and sending Rogers out for the season. And it was the funniest damn thing I've seen in so long. Oh my God. Was the it only funny. thing McClellan ever did is a bear. <laughs> That's literally what Rogers said. He called it the highlight of his career of the yeah. Clone's career.
1: Oh he's my right. god
0: All right. Well, you went All two right. for two. My Running turn. backs. Running
1: backs. Random ass running backs.
0: Next up, I have Ramondre Stevenson. Uh he's Ramon currently Ramondre. He's currently going in the middle of the ninth. Um, I think that you guys, I think everybody can do a lot worse than Ramondre in the late single-digit rounds. I think he's probably going to see his ADP climb. Um, If you got the Sacco sheet, you know that he averaged more than 4.5 yards per carry as a rookie on 133 carries last season, Um, and that New England ran the ball more than 28 times per game last year, which was the ninth most in the league. A lot of that was due to having a rookie quarterback, no doubt about it. Second year, it's not going to be a whole lot different, but yes. um, The Pats also had the seventh highest percentage of run plays called on offense last year among all teams at almost 46%. All this is just to say that it's a very run happy offense. They love to run the ball. Uh, They use Stevenson basically interchangeably with Harris at times. Um, Harris did outshine Stevenson in short yardage situations. Obviously, that touchdown number sure did. But Stevenson did show his big playability. Um, You know, we had James White retire. Uh, which is, you know, new news. It, I think it helps shed a light on why the Pats also drafted Pierre strong and Kevin Harris in the draft this last season or the, in the off season. Um, they did add Cole strange to bolster the offensive line as well in the first round, mind you. Um, but then sort of the last bit of sleeper news, if you don't use sleeper, I highly recommend their fantasy football alerts. Um, the Patriots are rumored to be actively shopping and open to trading Damian Harris. And if that were to happen, I mean, Ramondre would vault in ADP uh as the obvious workhorse running back in that offense. I think that he gives you an extra dimension to Damian Stonehands Harris. Um that's a, that's a really good
1: point. He doesn't have any receiving chops. and Whenever Harris is in the game, you almost
0: know they're running the ball. They're either running it or they're faking like they're running it. They're certainly not passing it to him or running a screen. I mean, he does not catch the ball at all. So Ramon Dre, to me, is the obvious guy for them uh, as the answer at running back long term, just because of that extra dimension that he adds. Again, the Pats are open to trading or actively shopping Damian Harris right now. Um, maybe if there's a preseason injury, I mean, you hate to see it, but maybe that would push a team to try and pull the trigger on a trade. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're like, Oh, please take Sony Michelle 2.0. Exactly. The Sony, exactly. The Sony Michelle trade last season. Um, yeah. So I, I would love to see that for Ramondre, even if it doesn't happen, you know, there's always the, um, Gosh, what was it the trade a couple years ago that set Nick Chubb free? Uh cuz he was behind somebody on the Browns. I forget. <clears throat> I have to go
1: back in the Wayback machine. I know who you're talking about. Um the Oh, it it was the
0: it was the Ohio State running back that also kind of had stone hands. And he played Oh, Trent Richardson? No, it was it was not as late as Trent Richardson. Ohio State, running backs. Wasn't Beanie Wells. Um, the So, is
1: currently going later than than Damian Harris. Uh, we have Ramondre Stevenson ahead of Damian Harris in our rankings. And also keep in mind, Damian Harris had the second most rushing touchdowns. If you're telling me that those get split or even favor... It was Carlos Hyde. There you go. Thank you. Good, good call on that. Um, former Jacksonville Jaguar, Carlos.
0: Hyde. Yeah. I was like, I thought he went to the Jags, but no, because that was that was Leonard Fournette. No, oh, well, it was also Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Um. So if, if any of those
1: touchdowns go to Ramondre, he looked like he was going to be the goal line back there for at least a little bit, and then Harris kind of took the roll back. They're clearly high on Ramondre. Yeah. Um, it would be great if they traded him, Um. but we're yes, kind of would- projecting the younger... Uh, younger, more athletic, better receiving uh, running back to have a bigger role in the offense. And there's just a lot of, there's a lot of guys there, right? I mean, yeah. you never, it's really hard to trust a Bill Belichick running back. And for that reason, that's why we have them both ranked down in the 30s.
0: Yeah, yep. And, and I'm not, you know, I'm not obviously going to land all five of my running back dudes that I'm out here preaching to go get. All I'm saying is these are, lottery ticket dudes that I think are high, high, high upside and high probability, because that's really what it is, right? All of these guys have kind of, you know, sort of the same range of outcomes, but some guys I think are more likely than others to finish uh, closer to their ceiling than their floors. And I think Ramondre is one of them. And if he does, and, you know, if something were to happen with Damian Harris, then obviously he's going to well exceed his middle of the ninth ADP i agree all right what who's next you got anybody else yeah
1: uh last uh random dart throw for me and it's somebody that i mentioned on my uh target targets uh article article uh, if you have not read, read it it is
0: at the fantasy that's right alex writes
1: articles That's true, and you can get the sack of sheet while you're there. Thank you to our loyal sheet heads. Um, So Jacoby Myers is currently going uh, as pick 147. He's being undrafted. Um, And he was somebody that I was high on last year. I had him in a couple leagues, actually. Um, Like, he kept waiting for the breakout game. He kept waiting for him to score his first career touchdown. And he finished his wide receiver 34 last year which is probably better than you would think, right? For Jacoby Myers, wide receiver 34. He had the 20th most targets with 126, 16th most catches with 83, 29th most yards with uh, 866 and only the two touchdowns. Uh, There were 69 wide receivers with three or more touchdowns last year, which is not nice. Um, So Myers only two touchdowns going to year number four. He's going to be 26, never missed a game. Hopefully has a little bit better Mac Jones. Yes, they added Devontae Parker. Uh, they still have Kendrick Bourne, who was pretty good. Nelson Aguilar is there. Hunter Henry was a touchdown machine. Obviously, still a run first offense, as we just kind of talked about with Harrison Um, But if you are going to tell me you can get the twenty, the guy with the twentieth most targets, uh, assuming that repeats, basically going undrafted, I think that's a good dart throw.
0: Yeah. I think it's a fine dart throw. Ah, um, uh,
1: he had uh, the twenty. He had twenty three percent target share, which I believe was top twelve in football from he's, a target share perspective.
0: He's evidently led the team in receptions during camp and has consistently been Mac Jones's number one target. Um, undrafted, basically. undrafted, free last round pick. I think you can do worse. I wonder if Jones will be able to develop a relationship slowly with DeVonte Parker. Um that's kind of the concern there for me, but I mean, he could be a value, but for all of the same reasons why I really really like Ramondre Stevenson and how run heavy that offense was last year. It's kind of why I'm leaning away from Jacoby Myers as an upside just because I'm worried about volume, even on a 23% target share. If you're only throwing the ball like 20 times a game, it's really not that many attempts. Yeah. I mean, some of that, like
1: it was skewed, right? Because in that Buffalo game where they were playing in the blizzard, they threw one pass in the first half. Yeah. um, Which obviously could happen, could happen again. But uh, for the value, and for it being easy to say, you know, again, go back to our wide receivers podcast, the guys with the most targets usually end up as the best wide receivers. If He, he was top 20 in targets last year. Um, there's no reason why he shouldn't still be in the top 25 or 30, right? Even with Devonte Parker added, that would mean he's still going to be a top 30 wide receiver who's not being drafted. That doesn't make any sense. You think he's a top thirty guy? He could be. Like I, I'm just saying, if you target targets and yeah. he's gonna have the if and he's gonna have the 30th most targets in football, then that
0: would be flex worthy. Sure. Certainly. Yeah, I'm he's a fine bi week villain for me. I think he's a guy that should be on rosters. If for whatever reason Mac Jones really turns it on in year two, he will be of huge value. Certainly. He's a sleeper. He's a, he is a deep, deeper sleeper. Um, Deep sleep. I'm going to call you out for somebody that I think you should have talked about. And I don't understand why you didn't. And that is Kadarius Tony. Probably the single most um, elusive player, maybe even on in all of football. Uh, oh, God, you got such a hard on from watching one YouTube video last
1: year against the the Cowboys and they didn't do jack shit afterwards. And you still have a raging hard on for him for some ungod I don't know why, reason. Well, he's K- actually being drafted. So, OK, well, you can That's start fine. there. That's fine, and he and he didn't even have a better season than than Kenny Galladay, who finishes like wide receiver eighty last year. And you're gonna want to take somebody who's third on their depth chart over somebody who's the uh, the clear number one on their roster. Like, okay, Fa- okay, awesome. <laughs> Let's talk about Kadarius Tony. Let's do it. <laughs> Why are you hating on him? I'm not hating on him. He's just never done anything in an offense that we don't know. Like, hey, I don't know if there's many people higher on the Giants offense. Like, I lo- I, I, think Daniel Jones is good. But I, I like Kenny Galladay is better than him. Sterling Shepard's probably better than him, too, when they're healthy. Um, and Tony's kind of a hothead. And the coaching staff hated him last year.
0: I know shitty coaching staff, but still. I was going to say, Dable's in town.
1: Stables coming to town.
0: Canary was second in missed tackles forced per reception. Second in missed tackles forced per reception.
1: I don't even he, know what that means. That seems made up.
0: He was 10th in yards after the catch per catch. He was 15th in yards per route run. Like. He is as elusive as elusive gets. And now you have a competent coach calling a competent offensive system. I just think that if he can stay healthy, Kadarius Sony is a huge value. And that's why he's actually being drafted.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was a first-round pick last year out of Florida, right? Um, 20, 20th overall pick. He clearly has talent. Only 420 yards last year. No touchdowns. That's fine. I, I think there's more competition for targets there, um, but yeah, they might throw the ball a little bit more than the Patriots do.
0: Yeah. All right, <laughs> time for me to take it home. Who's gonna take it home? Take
1: nope. me home tonight. Oh, okay, I think that's probably, probably be a better. That's yeah. probably a better
0: one. Um, our last sleeper of the podcast is probably one of, if not the most hype uh, sleepers coming out of. The first preseason game weekend, and that is Damian Pierce. Uh, he is currently mm-hmm. being drafted 116th overall, which is the middle of the 10th round. Uh, he took five carries for 49 yards in the Texans' 17-13 win over the Saints. He was obviously the best back on the Texans in that game. He outplayed Marlon Mack, who only rushed three times for six yards. And uh, actually left the beat reporters already claiming that if he is not their week one starter, then they are not playing their best uh, players and personnel um damian pierce also had a really he had a very nice 20 yard run that showed his ability and even actually had the broadcasters comparing him to arian foster former houston running back um, okay i My know goodness we're, Maybe, were you calling the game Yeah. Uh, okay easy buddy <laughs> <laughs> let's pump the brakes a little bit even me um All I'm saying is if he continues to ascend, I think he easily outplays his current 10th round ADP. Uh, I like him in the eighth round if he keeps it up over the next month and potentially the sixth or seventh round uh, to draft if he is named the week one starter before your draft.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I like targeting players in the later rounds on bad teams, and I think the Texans will fit that because I think there's still value in getting the number one guys on bad teams. You might not get as many touchdowns as you like, but that's why you're getting them at the discounted
0: rate. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like why we've, talked about some of these other dudes that we've talked about is because they're not on as good teams, which is why they fall harder. Uh, the Houston running back for me was an absolute stay away last season just because those duties were chopped up between so many dudes. Like why is Rex Burkhead ever getting carries? Um, yeah. And he's still there. Yeah. Right. But if all of that work goes to one person, especially if that person is like talented, then they are absolutely viable. Damian Pierce could easily finish as a running back too, and he is going. Where did I say in drafts right now? He's going in the middle of the tenth and 116th yeah. overall. That that number is going to get higher
1: for sure. And we're basically like Marlon Mack is still the starter, so mm, it's not like he for now. I, not really. Though. Well, I'm for now. Marlon Mack is still the starter. But fourth round, fourth round pick, they're going to not be very good. Why not play your rookie that you
0: drafted? Yeah, I mean, and he's obviously better than Marlon Mack. So it's it's going to be fun. I, I I really hope that Damian Pierce continues to show up and show out. A fun running back name, Damian Pierce. There you go. <sighs> All
1: right, we made it. We did sleepers sleepers or some some version of them depending on how you'd like to define it
0: check the box um and we still have like five minutes left so that gives me enough time to ask you what you think about uh logan switching teams from rachel to gabby on the bachelorette and also getting gabby's rose and continuing on do you have any immediate thoughts
1: i think it was a shrewd move yeah and I think sometimes you have to follow your heart and yeah. do what you think is going to be best for yourself and the rose petals, both in the short term and in the long term. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you might not always get the person that you want. Initially, but sometimes but then you, you have what to you recover. Need. That's fine. Um, I'm actually just talking about draft strategy. If I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not, not talking about the bachelor or
0: bachelorette. Um, please stop talking about that stupid show. All right, fine. Can I actually use the drop though? Cause I do have newsy stuff. Awesome. Okay. So I don't know if you've actually heard or not. Do, do we have a bachelor at drop now? No, we don't. Uh, oh. We we do have a newsy stuff drop though, um, but I actually I do want your honest opinion on this, and that is that uh, Kim Kardashian has formally broken up with Pete Davidson. Alex, what do you think?
1: Um, so here's the thing:
0: with, do you do you know what BDE
1: is? Oh, uh, I'm very well. Well yes
0: i very, am what very well
1: well had, dude man we had nick Foles on the bears like okay we, like you have to and have you ever seen that picture of teddy bridgewater in college yes so um i i am aware of that uh pete davidson um has to be he's like Derek jeter right when, when you talk about yeah, like that's a great comp like the, the celebrities and the uh, attractiveness of the women that he um, has dated or um, gotten along with over over certain parts of their their careers um, yeah I, I don't care about celebrities at all uh, I'm very glad that I don't put any time into uh, anything that has to do with famous people because I uh, I should be a role model for you. I'm tall. I talk fantasy football. I have a family. I love my wife. And uh, I'm basically a celebrity. I mean, there's thousands of people that have seen us on YouTube. So yeah. maybe, Dude, I, maybe just I was gonna say maybe. Don't I forget should give humble. Kim, gotta add I was humble. gonna say maybe I should give Kim a call, but then I realize that I'm married, so I can't say that. Um sh- sh-
0: I feel yeah, like you're forgetting uh, your hum- your humility right now.
1: Well, you yes, asked for my thoughts, okay? Yeah, um, she'll she'll probably be back with Kanye in like two weeks. So,
0: heard it here first. Go get the sacko sheet. Get all of your your uh, your pre draft needs taken care of by us. We did raise the price a whopping dollar. It is now eight dollars instead of seven. I know. I know times, times are hard. It's getting tough out here in the streets. Inflation is going crazy. And so we had to, we had to take it into account. So um, it'll probably plateau at like $10, bucks. i am thinking. But regardless, giveaway, Lifetime Sacco Sheet. Buy the Sacco Sheet. Follow us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. You're going to get the Sacco Sheet for life.
1: Come back and listen to us next time where we talk more about celebrity gossip.
0: (laughs) Why do you hate me? Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.